Hey guys! We want to take just a minute to tell you about Audible. Audible is a leading provider of spoken word, entertainment, and audiobooks. That means not only can you listen to your favorite fiction and biographies, but also you can have access to thousands of Audible originals, comedy recordings, podcasts, digests like the New York Times, and also guided meditations, which we could all probably use right about now. And the app is free and it can be installed on all smartphones and tablets. And the great thing is if you start on one device, it will pick up where you left off on a different device. In our increasingly busy lifestyles, Audible encourages us to still indulge in our love of literature by allowing us to listen while exercising, commuting, cooking, and working, which is what Aisha and I love to do. If you don't use your credits, that's fine. They'll stack up for a whole year, which is great if you want to try a series of books like Harry Potter or Game of Thrones. I really, really love listening to biographies and memoirs and poetry on Audible. I uh, specifically love Samantha Irby's books. She has three of them. One of them is called Meaty. The other one is uh, We Are Never Meeting in Real Life. And then her most recent one, which just came out this spring, is called Wow, No Thank You. Samantha Irby is a hilarious essay writer. Her books are pure comedy gold and they are made even better when it is Samantha herself reading them into my ears while I go on a jog. And honestly, I love listening to Samantha Irby while I'm jogging because it makes me laugh and I forget that I'm actually exercising. I also love, love listening to poetry, specifically Mary Lambert. I know you guys know how much I love Mary Lambert. I had to get her audible version of Shame is an Ocean I Swim Across and it's so beautifully read by Mary, and also there is a piano accompaniment into it, and it's an even more emotionally enveloping experience than if I had read it on paper. Well, I really like the fiction books. I listen to um, The Haunting of Hill House, and mm -hmm. I also listen to Carnival Row, which is an Audible original, and it's also on Amazon Prime. Um, and I liked it because it was dramatic readings of it, so it, it like it put me in the story where I was physically reacting to what was happening, which is the magic of audiobooks. Mm. Audible wants to give you the opportunity to try this for free if you visit www.audibletrial.com forward slash grbs. That's right, guys. You will get a free trial of Audible. You're going to get to check out what all the hype is about. It is well worth it. For your time. You're gonna get your time back. So please visit www.audibletrial.com forward slash grbf to try that free trial. Chiggity, check it out guys. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, welcome to Goodreads Better Friends. I'm Aisha. And I'm Morgan. And today we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna talking about we be talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> A very somber book. Oh yeah, <laughs> very good though. Oh, um, sorry that we've been gone for so long. It, life has been crazy. It has been crazy. Um, Aisha and I have both been working a lot of mandatory overtime in our job. There's been an election. Oh, yeah. That and... was uh, making everyone <laughs> clinch their ass for yeah. an entire week. <laughs> yep. Um, also, my birthday. Ooh. So, uh -huh. um, 
And so it's just been a lot of craziness. Mostly, I think, probably just the mandatory OT has been killing us. Oh, and yeah. It's been hard to find time to read and then hard to find time to record after reading. Yeah. So sorry it took so long. We apologize. This be how it is sometimes. We're all human. <laughs> I'm sure you understand. Yeah. Do you want to talk about news? Do you have news? Uh, no, I just have general life shit. <laughs> yeah, go for it. General... Give, me, give me that life shit. Okay, so... Uh, we were talking about this before we started, but my my best friend Dana and I did a Hannah Killer box. Well, we did like the first episode, so every month it's like thirty dollars to get the box, which is a little pricey, but it's completely worth it. I promise. This is not a promo. Just saying, not a promo. <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting paid for this. Telling you about my experience <laughs> here. So we did this Hannah Killer uh, box that was a uh, Blair Witch. It's like Ooh. a it was like a special for Halloween. Um, and I think there are like six episodes to it. So we did the first one and we were like, okay, we're going to do this and determine if we want to continue to do this. Holy shit. It was so much fun. So they included this pin, which I was, I was weird about. Cause I was like, this doesn't fucking write. I was like, the pin doesn't write. What is this? And it's a fucking, um, it's, it, it's invisible ink and it has, um, what is that? A UV light? Yeah, like a little like black, a black light. light. Yeah. And what we found was there was like a journal included that was um, of the kid that you're looking for because there's a there's a missing kid. Basically, it's trying to decide if the Blair Witch is actually real or if it's like just like a serial killer or something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But you're looking for this woman's son. She wrote you a letter explaining everything, and uh, it's your objective, which is to find out the last place this kid was before he disappeared. So we. We figured it out, which was super cool, because um, the first box we did was, um, was like, find a murder or something like that, <laughs> and we, it was fucking impossible, okay, so Ooh. we were like, let's see if we can do this, we did it, <laughs> and the journal had, it had, like, general, you know, just dear diary or dear dad, he was, like, writing letters to his dad, it was all general writing, and then some of the sentences didn't make any sense, there were, like, large gaps, and... None of it made sense. And then you put the black light over the journal and there are all these like random sequences of letters. Mm-hmm. And then there was a grid on the first page and you have to figure out first mm-hmm. how to decode it. And then you have to decode the whole thing. And it took us like two hours, but we did it and it was so much fun. So anyway, Honey Killer was <laughs> super fun and everyone should check it out because... It's a really, really fun activity. I think if you have, like, I had fun with me and Dana because we were, we're so into that. Mm-hmm. But for most people, you probably want, like, a group of people to do mm-hmm. it with. And it'd be, it's like, I think it'd be a cool, like, if you're having a potluck or a party or something, right. it'd be fun to do a Hunter Killer box. It's like a pandemic response yeah. to, like, breakout games. You yeah. Know? You can't go out and do stuff like that, but you can stay in and do something yeah. fun like that. That's exciting. Like, self-guided. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I think it's ideal for people who like long board games yeah yeah it's so much fun <laughs> pretty similar to what it is right? yeah it's right. just great everyone should check it's out kill it. <laughs> sounds very fun if you can of course afford it because i did think 30 dollars was a lot but i also got this cool pen with invisible ink and then a little bracelet that has a tooth on it and it was like <laughs> i think it was like the something that he always wore uh like never took off maybe his dad or someone gave it to him i don't remember I don't remember that. What was it? Something like that. I don't know. But they gave you that. So I have, like, this cool little bracelet and this, like, cool pin. And, I mean, you can buy them, like, 
just by themselves, right? Like, yeah, but you don't if have you to. if you outright buy the boxes, I think they're like very expensive because they put all oh, the months together. So it's good okay. to just do it month to month. Okay, okay. And cool. I think it also gives you like we did all of this in one night. Mm-hmm. This gives you more time to complete the objective. Yeah. So then when you're ready, the new box is ready. So. That's exciting. That sounds like a lot of fun. It was so much fun. Good team building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got anything else? So my murder cast, we just did, we recorded two episodes. One of them won't be live for a, a couple of weeks, but on the other one we just did Congress Plaza Hotel, which is like infamously haunted with like Al Capone Ooh. and AJ Holmes. It's super cool. So everyone should go check out my murder cast. Another murder cast is available anywhere you get your podcast. Okay. <laughs> I love AJ Holmes. I'm definitely going to check that one. Oh, I don't love him. He was a terrible, He's awful man. Awful. He was our but, first like, serial killer. His first, I mean, his whole murder hotel and everything is fascinating. Know. You know, so. we were talking about that because um, actually his, his um, inspiration for that was the Congress Plaza Hotel. Mm-hmm. And his ghost, he didn't die in Congress Plaza, but his ghost has been seen there, which is really weird. But we... It's like, I wish I could have been this good. I, exactly. <laughs> but we, um, we were talking, because we generally do, like, cases of black, uh, black and brown people and LGBTQ people for the murder cases, and then we do conspiracy and supernatural, and we were, we weren't gonna do... H.H. Holmes, but we're like, we should do H.H. Holmes. Just lump lump him in there. It's fine. (laughs) He'd fit perfectly for, like, a conspiracy or a supernatural episode. So we're like, yeah, we're going to do H.H. Holmes. I heard a conspiracy that um, H.H. Holmes was Jack the Ripper. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. I heard that, too. I heard it it on... sense. It was on Lizard People podcast. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, I forgot about Lizard People. Shout out to Hemphead Nation over here. (laughs) Oh, it's a good podcast. Check yeah, it out. It um, <laughs> You'll love her laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I love her voice in general. It's cute. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. Anything else? Uh, that's really all I got. All right. Uh, boop, boop, boop. My birthday was November 7th. That's Woo! that's was when we also found out that our president will not be Donald Trump next time. That had to be. <laughs> it was the best birthday present. Yeah. I was on cloud nine all day. But with that, with the whole new president thing, I just want to remind everybody, not that you need to be reminded, but I do want to remind everybody that um, electing another old white man to the office doesn't make all of our problems go away. I just wanted to remind everyone that just because Biden will be our president does not mean that we're off the hook. (laughs) It doesn't mean that we can ease up on the Black Lives Matter, all of the issues that we were, have been struggling with. It's not just going to go away Mm -hmm. just because... Uh, we elected a Democratic president. We still need to hold people accountable. We still need to make sure that everyone has a voice, that everyone has their basic human rights, and don't just sit back and let it happen in another four years. We got to still keep fighting for people and giving voices to the voiceless. And I'm not trying to be a downer, but I just want to remind everybody, it's not over. It won't be over until everybody is secure in their rights. So anyways. <laughs> but that's not to say that you are not allowed to breathe. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Breathe. Absolutely fucking breathe. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Oh, my God. We yeah. Four Sigh years of fucking of relief. It feels like hell. Yeah. So Seriously. you are allowed to celebrate. I love seeing people out in the streets, like oh, yeah. on TikTok, because I keep looking at fucking TikTok. I'm addicted. It's not healthy. <laughs> but there are just tons of videos, even of people in other countries celebrating. Yeah. Oh Biden's yeah. Win. I know. Because it's insane. Trump 
was literally leading us to fascism, and it's insane. Oh, yeah. That is the second closest time that we've ever come to a dictator. Mm-hmm. It's insane mm-hmm. that we even allowed ourselves to get that close. You know what I mean? It's insane, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm super, super fucking relieved. I think we all sighed a breath of relief because on Saturday. My ass unclenched. Yeah, I, was I like, know. I, like, was, like, laughing and almost crying, like, all day long. Uh, it was a beautiful, that, that's the best birthday I've had since uh, my freshman year of college. It was just so good. Can I say one thing, though? Yes. I am so pissed off that Georgia is blue, but fucking Ohio, this should not be this Republican. It should not be this mm-hmm. conservative mm-hmm. in Ohio. Mm-hmm. It's just, we're not you even noticed, a swing anymore. You notice all of the cities were blue, though. Yeah. Dayton was blue, yeah. Cincy, Columbus, Toledo, Cleveland. They were all blue. It's just the... It's just all the, like, <laughs> subdivisions yeah. plopped in the middle of a fucking cornfield. Yeah. That wrote it, I don't know. Um, That's true, <laughs> though, because if you think about the city, the city is always diverse. The city is mm-hmm. a place where you can find vegan mm-hmm. restaurants everywhere. Mm-hmm. The city is a place where different races commingle constantly. Mm-hmm. And it's like... It's a place where you can easily have empathy for people of color because, or LGBTQ people, whatever, mm-hmm. because you're, right you're surrounded with them. They're your friends. They're what's around you and you recognize them as human beings. But when you're, you know, with the same race all the time. Yes. yes. I, mean, I think you explained I, this to yeah, me actually. Yeah, I, I said that, that like back home, I'm more surprised when people lean liberally because they're all so used to just like seeing the same white faces all the time. <laughs> they all know each other. It's so easy for them to not think about how black people are being affected because they never see black people. It's easy for them to not think about how trans people and gay people are affected by, you know, our laws and our government because anybody who is gay or trans in that community is going to move before they come out Mm -hmm. because not anyone, but most people, because there is literal violent backlash Mm -hmm. sometimes. And so people aren't seeing any diversity because diversity is not welcome. And it's just a constant cycle. People don't understand how important these human rights are because all of their, all of their needs are being met. Exactly. Well, not all of them. They're just blind to the needs that aren't being met. Or they think that those people of color, those gay people are somehow infringing on their own rights. Right. Which is not true right. either. <laughs> Definitely not. It's crazy. So, Wish yeah. I wasn't really happier. Oh, well, so um, one of my birthday presents that I was very excited about, oh, yeah. I Jen got me this kit to make my own miniature bookstore. Like the kit is small, like about the size of this notebook maybe. And it'll stand like, like uh, maybe a foot tall. I don't even think a foot tall. And the books are like tiny, like an inch long. Is it sort of like a Lego set? It's, it's all being built by basically by hand from like folded paper to make the flowers in the vase and like tiny little frames. I'll show you a picture and guys, I will uh, post a link online. I actually had it saved in my Etsy. I don't know how she knew that I wanted this. It's insane. It's just a tiny little bookstore. Bookstore. That's amazing. I mean, it's gonna definitely, like, that's what the kit looks like. It's literally just, like, pieces of paper and and pieces of board. Like, I'm gonna upholster a tiny chair, and it comes with working lights that I'm going to have to wire. And I know that sounds insane, but I'm so excited. Look, you, like, cut the little leaves for the flowers and everything like i'm so pumped about this it's gonna be so much work i bought her a mug (laughs) no it's an amazing mug and i love it and a cat pen a mug (laughs) it's a 
Genji Ito mug, which if you guys call back, I talked about Genji Ito <laughs> in our short stories episode, I believe. Yes, and I love it, and I drank coffee out of it this morning. But yeah, so very That's exciting. Amazing. Isn't it cool? They also have a coffee shop one that I'm going to get after I do that in two years. I'm just kidding. It's probably going to be so much work, but I'm, I'm excited about it, yeah. And then my cats will probably eat half of it. But... <laughs> Amazing. I'm very, very pumped about it. So That's I thought you would think gift. it was cool as oh shit. Yeah. I bought you a mug. What the stop fuck? it. It's oh perfect God. too. Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh, stop it. <laughs> but anyways, um, one more thing, guys. We have, I don't have an actual date on this because I'm a lazy, inert piece of shit that doesn't do anything. But uh, we do have stickers coming <laughs> eventually. Eventually. Um, our dear friend Kira drew up this amazing design for us and it's really cute and um I'm gonna get it made into stickers using some sort of sticker website and we'll let you know more information about it at a later date but I just wanted to say coming soon actual merch Yay. I guess if that's what you want to call it oh, yeah. Yay! so anyways that's it for news okay do you, you want to talk about what you're absorbing Oh, yes, I'd love to. Awesome. Um, I've been absorbing quite a bit because there's nothing else to fucking do. As you know, I love uh, Let's Plays. You are a fan of Until Dawn, right? Mm -hmm. So the creators mm -hmm. of that just released a new game called uh, Little Hope, which uh, is about, I guess we could call it past life regression, and then it's kind of about, uh, well, no, not kind of, it is about uh, Salem Witch Trials. It's, it's sort of like mixing the past and the present, and it's this really just cool horror game with tons of different um, options to choose from, tons of different endings, and I'm, it is incredible. <laughs> Does it play like Until Dawn? Yeah. Like, you don't have to be a super skilled gamer to play it? No. I'm not. It's just like Man of Madon, and, which is also from the makers of Until okay. Dawn. And it's spooky? Yeah. So, so I've been watching the Let's Plays because my girl, Gab Smolders, who's my favorite, she's she's my wife, mm -hmm. even though she's with Jack Septicai right now, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I love her. And yeah, so she's been playing that lately, and that's one thing I'm absorbing. Uh, basically anything she does, I absorb because I love her. I watch her more than I watch anything else. Yes. Um, she sounds exciting to she's watch. amazing. I love her. She does all these, like, I think I've talked about this before probably multiple times, but she does all these, like, uh, Japanese indie horror games, or just indie horror in general, but she lived in Japan for, like, four years, so, and she is fluent in Japanese. She's so cool. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so she does all these Japanese horror games, which are fucking terrifying, but I love her, so you should check her out and support her. I've been listening to this podcast called Conspiracy Beer Me, who just followed my murder cast and I almost mm. died. Um, I love them. It's like three comedians. They just drink beer and, and they do research of weird conspiracies and talk about whether they think it's real or not. It's usually just hilarious, honestly, mm. and I love it. And it's the only podcast I've listened to lately. That's, that's it. Conspiracy Beer Me. I watched, I'm watching Legend of Korra right now. Aha, yes. Uh, I think I just finished the first season. It's been a while since I've actually watched it, but it's the only thing that I've watched recently besides Parasite. Not the Hulu movie, the anime that's on Netflix. How is that? Is that I good? I fucking love it. I'm, like, curious about it, mostly because every time I talk about the movie that I've watched, everyone tells everyone's you. like, everyone's, well, when I say I watched Parasite, they're always like, the anime? And I'm like, no. 
You should watch the anime. It's really good. Okay. It's a nice little anime horror thing. And it's exactly what you think it is. It's this parasite going around and taking over people's bodies. Okay. And uh, our character has one that is trying to... He, for some reason, wasn't able to... Because they have to, like, connect to the brain somehow. Mm -hmm. And his parasite wasn't able to do that. So he's kind of working with his parasite. And it's, like, learning uh, human emotions and stuff. But it's totally logical because it doesn't actually have human emotions. So it's really cool. Everyone should just watch it. I'm not going to spoil it or anything. But that's not much of a spoiler. But it's really good. I love it. I've been trying to get more and more. I feel like I'm talking loud and excitedly, <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> but I feel like I'm getting more and more into anime because mm-hmm. I um, always kind of had misgivings about anime <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, from high school, and I always felt like if I because I didn't get into it when I was in high school, I couldn't as an oh, adult. No. But I'm like finding so many that I really oh, like. Yeah. There was one that I tried to watch though, where in like the first ten minutes, he's like touching this woman's boobs without her permission and I was like I don't like nope. this <laughs> yeah. so I have to get over that though because well and there are definitely like anime that you can watch that aren't gonna hypersexualize and victimize women but it's there are just tons to and tons them. that do yeah <laughs> I suggest Attack on Titan that was one of my faves that's um, on my list oh I... it's so good dude is okay. that one dubbed or... you can get it dubbed in or subbed either way um, yeah, I think there's a dubbed version on... Netflix, right? Something. Something. It's available to stream on something. Either Netflix or Hulu. Before, I couldn't watch it because... I when it, I think when it was first on Netflix, it wasn't. You yes, had to it sub it. It subbed. was just you, it was just subbed. It wasn't dubbed. And um, my attention span was very small mm-hmm, at that point. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't focus on like anything. But I could probably watch it now because I watch K-dramas. And it's, it's action heavy too. So that's like, because Brody and I have watched it both ways. And although sometimes like the voice acting for the main character, don't at me. Um, <laughs> the voice acting for the main character, Aaron, in the dubbed version is so fucking annoying. God, I just want to punch a stupid face. But then, <laughs> but oh also, but I want to watch what's going on on screen and I have a hard time like watching both in some, such an action heavy show. But like the voice acting f- for the Japanese for the, like, the subbed version is, like, a lot oh, better, yeah. a lot less annoying, but it's, like, like I said, it's a little bit harder to keep track of what's going on, on I feel screen. like I, well, I might be fine with the dubbed version just because I haven't experienced the other one, but uh-huh. I feel like I'd also rather just have the better experience and watch it, like, twice if right. I need to. Oh, well, and, yeah, that's another thing, and you're probably gonna want to watch it twice because it's a very exciting show. I love it, and the storyline's great, so... Yeah. yeah. I remember another one that I watched was uh, Sword Art Online, where everyone, it's like everyone just gets sucked into this video game, mm-hmm. and then they start realizing that if they actually die in the video game, they'll die in real oh, life. Shit. So basically the video game has become real life. And there's, I think there's this huge mechanism that's like controlling the game and sucked all these people in, and oh, it's, shit. I don't remember much, because I, the, the last time I watched it, I was working at McDonald's. That's how long oh, ago it yeah, was. A but it was, I do remember it being really, really good. And then I remember, at the time that I watched it, it only had one part to it. And I think now the second part is mm-hmm. out. But I should go back and watch that. Heck yeah. yeah I swear to God. Okay.
Um, that was uh, anime talk with Morgan and Aisha. Yeah. <laughs> Don't add us. Um, <laughs> add well, us about friendly. good things. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bitch with us for our anime knowledge. <laughs> it's lacking, uh, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Should I do music now? Yes. So I'll just do... Do you want me to talk about what I've been watching and listening to? Yeah, and then we music. Okay. I have been watching... Broad City to survive the election because my girls, Abby and Alana, just make me so happy. Oh my god, yeah. And so, yeah, during the height of election time, that's the only thing I was really watching. And I've been rewatching Orange is the New Black. I don't know why, because there's so many things that I want to watch, and I just am sucked into things that I've already seen. Yeah, it do um, be like that. It do be like that. When you that. feel anxious, you gotta go with the familiar. Right. <laughs> it's true, it's true. And then I've been, I watched Bly Manor, which, did you finish it? I watched you... it twice already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really good. I love it so I love, much. Um, I love playing Spot the Plague Doctor, specifically the <laughs> yes. Plague Doctor, because they're everywhere. More yes. so than any other ghost, the Plague Doctor is everywhere. Brody and I, like, when we rewatched. Uh, Hill House. That's like all we did was watch the background, and there's so much going on in the background. And so when we watched Bly Manor, that's like I feel like we watched the background more than we were like paying attention Dude, to the plot. Me and Emily, the whole time we were like, Emily, I see a ghost there. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yes, I. So I loved it. Um, I assume you loved it since uh, you watched it twice. It. It's really good. It. If you guys haven't checked it out, check it out. It's really good. And if you like. If Hill House was too scary for you, I think Bly Manor is less scary. Yeah, it's way less it's scary. It's way less scary, way, like a really great storyline, so it's good. Now, if you're going in looking for a, a really intense spoop, um, probably just rewatch Hill House. Yeah. But Bly Manor is still really good, and it definitely has its scary moments. And Amelia Eve is a fox. Yeah. Honestly, every, everybody in that cast... Mm. Hot, mm-hmm. like adult wise, yeah, not yeah. pervert, but um, yeah, all, like <laughs> seriously, everybody in the cast. Is but like, I will hot. say, that little boy's acting was when he Terrifying. did that soliloquy <laughs> when they were doing like the, you know, when they were doing the little play. Uh huh. I was like, this kid needs a fucking Oscar. <laughs> yeah, he, he was is good. Phenomenal. He was too good. It was scary. It I was, was scary. like, if I was that kid's mom, <laughs> and like, I watched that, I'd be like, oh my child. <laughs> Are you sending you to boarding school? <laughs> you're terrible. You're gonna kill me. Blind Manor. Blind Manor's good, guys. Um, podcasts that I've been listening to. <clears throat> I started the Adventure Zone, uh, which is the McElroy Brothers oh, okay. <laughs> uh, podcast. They uh, they play Dungeons and Dragons, and um, actually, it's perfect for me because I've had I've always had like a vague interest in Dungeons and Dragons, but no interest in building characters and everything. Well, that no, I'm interested in that. Yeah, I'm not interested in like going through the fucking rigmarole of finding people to teach it to me and help me play my first games. Because you know what, I'm not trying to like stigmatize or cast an umbrella, but from my experience, I have found a hard time finding people that would like kindly ingratiate you into their circle. Yeah. Um, once again, I'm not trying to throw shade. If y'all have a circle that's chill as fuck <laughs> and want to invite some noobs <laughs> in, I just like, if somebody is condescending towards me, even though I know nothing about this, I'm going to be done and I'm going to be over it. And like, <laughs> let me start off new. And like, I told Brody, I was like, I'd like to like find a circle of stoners that play it. Cause I feel like they'd be chill as fuck yeah, for me to like, like oh, cool, learn the ropes. Right. <laughs> we got but, you. Um, but this is really good because I'm learning a lot about it. I'm learning a lot of terms and how the gameplay works. 
And so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. They're so goofy. It's the, they do My Brother, My Brother and Me. If you guys listen to that, I know I've talked about that podcast before. I'm obsessed with it. It's what I listen to when I run now. Um, people think I'm crazy cause I'm like laughing while I'm jogging down the street. <laughs> but yeah, so if you're like, if you're wanting to learn about Dungeons and Dragons or you know about Dungeons and Dragons and you like comedy, it's really, really good. And then I've also been listening to Gilmore Guys. Just that, that's my, that's my survive the election podcast. I was listening to that and doing a really intense paint by numbers. It's this huge paint by numbers. that looks like the moon at night and it's pretty, but like hard. It's so intricate. And uh, it's looking really bad, but I don't care. It's, it's really soothing to do, and that's all that matters. So Gilmore Guys is a podcast where two guys uh, watch Gilmore Girls and talk about it, and they're, like, stupid goofy. They are so goofy, it's hilarious. And um, Kevin is one of the hosts, and he's just, like, sassy as fuck. And he's seen the whole thing before. He, like, grew up watching it. So he's seen them all a lot. And then Demi is his friend, and... <laughs> Demi's never seen it before, so this is all new to him. And so it's fun listening to them, like, their different angles on everything. And then they have guests come on. And some of the guests love Gilmore Girls, and they're excited to talk about the particular episode. They do it episode by episode. So episode one is them talking about episode one, etc. And then, like, some of their guests have never seen it and just watched the episode that they have to with, like, no prior knowledge. And they just kind of talk about it. And they have a lot of running bits. Like, they keep saying that um, Alexis Bledel is going to come to the next episode. And every episode, they're like, guess what, guys? Alexis Bledel canceled on us again. This time, she wasn't even nice about it. She was just like, I'm not coming today. It's, like, so fucking rude. And then they always, they have, like, another running bit where Melissa McCarthy's in the other room. And Kevin's always like, hey, guys. Guys! And they're like, Melissa McCarthy, get out of here. It's like so dumb and I love it so much. They're really goofy and obnoxious and they get off track real bad, which makes me feel good because they have a million bajillion followers. And so, you know, there's hope it's for us. Fun. Yeah, there's hope for us. Um, so it's a really good, like, stress busting podcast, if you ask me. And they yeah, have a million. Check that out. I love Gilmore Girls. After they watched all of Gilmore Girls, they watched uh, Bunheads, which was the next Amy oh, Sherman yeah. Palladino yeah. show. And then when the new Gilmore Girls came out, they restarted and watched that together. And then, because Amy Sherman Palladino did Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, she did. They, uh, they're watching that, too. Nice. It's called, like, the Maisel Goys or something. I love it. <laughs> so it's a really, there's a lot of content to listen to. So, yeah, that's my shit. I'm going to check that one out yeah, for sure. Good. I think I'm going to check yeah. both of these they're out. They're so goofy. <laughs> I, you always have really good podcasts, and I'm just like, no, I'm going to, because my mindset is always to finish the one podcast oh, no. I have. So when I get into a podcast, I, like, binge listen so I don't get distracted with any. I did oh, it with man. Morbid. I did it with The Basement yeah. Yard. I'm doing that with Conspiracy Bear Me. So, like, I can't jump around podcasts. I don't know why. I am the opposite of that. I've listened to one to three episodes of, like, 100 podcasts. <laughs> really? <laughs> but, like, the only ones that I've made real dents in are Lizard People, because I used to listen to it mm. when I was running, and My Brother and My Brother and Me, because I currently listen to it while I'm running. That one is really nice but, to listen to yeah. when you don't feel like thinking and it, just want to laugh. Exactly. That's why I do it when I run. Yeah. So yeah, I don't lock into podcasts very well because I like even ones that I'm enjoying, I'm like, what can I listen to next? Like, I don't know. I'm I'm crazy like that. I think you just have a curiosity for podcasts. Yeah, I do. I love it. Keep finding crazy. more. Honestly, you find like really good ones that I that I'm just milking off of. <laughs> I don't ever need to go searching for podcasts. I'll just check Morgan, see what's what's new this week. <laughs> Last week I had two friends from two different parts of my life. One was my sister in law and one was a girl I went to college with post 
have any good podcast recommendations? And I went to do recommendations and I thought, like, I scanned through my mental list of podcasts. I got totally overwhelmed and I didn't even comment. I was like, never mind. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be insane on your status right now because I could rattle off 20 easily, but I'm not going to do that. So <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Goodness, that's funny. Oh, man. Let's talk about music, hey? Yeah. Hey. All right. You want to go first? Sure. <clears throat> All right. So I recently made uh, like a huge K-pop playlist, and I just keep adding music to it. Oh my god! Yeah, so it's huge. I was gonna talk about my French music pl- like playlist. Really? So can I link yours on on our thing? Yeah, it's okay. called Nothing to See Here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then I made like a huge playlist for the, the just songs that get me through the holidays, basically. Because the holidays uh, sound nice in theory, and then you stress about money and just a normal stress of seeing family and having to answer questions. <laughs> Why are you single? Because I'm gay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, so I do not get excited for the holidays like mm-hmm. people typically do. And then my mental state... I'm not saying I have a bad mental state, but I definitely, like, have a hard time. Uh, like, I'll keep saying I'm going to put up the tree, and then I'll just keep putting it off, and mm-hmm. I procrastinate a lot. So, mm-hmm. I get overwhelmed with everything. That's a good word for <laughs> and it. And it's not doing anything, so. So, music. Okay, we're on. <laughs> I was like, what are we talking about? You her. If you don't listen to her, you should listen to her. She's just... She's an amazing R&B artist with just this smooth, mellow voice, and she plays bass when she sings, and she's just beautiful, and I love her, and she just came out with a new song called Damaged, and it's glorious, so that's on my list. Um, There's this really good uh, solo artist who just got out of a really bad contract with the shit company and signed on with a better company. Her name is Lehigh. And the song is called Holo, and it's beautiful. Holo, H-O-L-O. Oh, it's Lee, L-E-E, Lehigh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then H-O-L-O? Yep. Okay, and then beautiful. there's this really good song with Love featuring BTS called Who that I want to do a cover of because I think it's beautiful. And I don't sound like shit singing it, so that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's my music. All right. That's so crazy that she talked about her uh, <laughs> fucking K-pop playlist because I made a French pop playlist. I actually made it for a friend of mine uh, a long time ago. And so I named the playlist uh, Fun French Music for my friend to listen to or to dance to. But she, uh, I don't think she listens to it. So I just changed it to French pop. And But it is like bouncy music and it's um, modern pop music. And then I also have some old French pop music too, like Sylvie Vartan. So I was going to say you guys should check out my French pop music uh, playlist. I'm going to add it to our... Uh, to our show notes. There we go. Basically what inspired me to like even listen to this playlist was I saw a, an Instagram TV video from, uh, one of my favorite French artists. His name is Tromai. And he, uh, was talking about his, uh, clothing line, but I also have heard grumblings that he's going to be putting out new music soon, which I haven't heard new music from him. Yeah. I've heard some mumblings. He hasn't put out new music since like 2013. So I'm really excited to hear new music from him. And because of that, I wanted to put a song by him on my playlist, on our playlist for this week. It's called Samaya, which means sleep in French. And it's by Stromae, like I said. It's a really, really great song. I used to be like straight up obsessed with it. Um, and then when I was like checking out my old French pop playlist, I, li- I heard a song that I hadn't heard in a long time 
called Acrobats. It's Acrobats by a band called L.E.J. And it's like three female singers and they have great harmonies. And it's really dancey and fun too. A song I've been bopping to during the election week is called Frontier Psychiatrist by the Avalanches. That's a really, really fun one. And then one more... I found out that My Chemical Romance is going to be uh, releasing Danger Days, True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys on vinyl, which that's like their only album that hasn't been pressed on vinyl yet. Uh, I'm pumped because that one came out, I think, my senior year of high school, and I like, it's just a totally different album than their other stuff. It's a lot more bouncy and like grungy and punk, and it's so much fun, and I was that, so I like re-listened to it the other day on my jog, and like, the drums are so good. The drum, the drum part of this album, just the entire album makes me want to learn drums so that I can play along because it's just really fun and loud and bouncy. I've had a fascination with drums too. It's so good. So I'm going to put Vampire Money because that's one of my favorites on that (laughs) album um, on our playlist for this week. So boop, boop, boop. That's it. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. All right. You want to talk about a book? Yeah. Well, oh, let's do this BuzzFeed quiz. Oh, yeah. We're going to do a BuzzFeed quiz. We're, I, we're straight up stealing this from Best Friends with Nicole Byers and Sashir Sish- Zamata. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> BuzzFeed quiz time. Okay. Do you want to take turns reading the questions? Yeah. So, basically, what is this, Aisha? It's Mandala Effect quiz. Mandala. Mandala, Mandala Effect, yeah. yeah. So, do you guys know what the Mandala Effect is? Basically, people are remembering history differently. And so, like, there's a big... Some people believe that, like, Nelson Mandela died in, like, what, the early 2000s? Yeah, when he and... was imprisoned um, while fighting apartheid, people think that, which I thought he died, too, and then, yeah. I, and then I heard that I was crazy. So, and this uh... isn't, like, conspiracy they think he died. Like, they actually, like, remember hearing on the news that he had died. Yeah, which could have just it. been, like, a misprint or something, but it mm-hmm. is really, really weird. And there's another one where um, Berenstain Bears, yeah. some people remember Berenstain being spelled with an E, and some people remember it being spelled with an A, and there's, like, this whole discourse online about it, and so... I did see yeah. a picture, though, where someone found their old Berenstain books, and one of them said yeah. it had stain as in S-T-A-I-N, and the other one had the other spelling. So maybe... There was like a misprint or <laughs> there something. There must have been. But I remember it being Berenstain as S T A I N. That's how I always remembered I, honestly, it. Honestly, I could not tell you one way or the other. Like, <laughs> I, I love the Berenstain Bears because I read a lot of their oh. books when I was little, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize there was a cartoon until I was a little older. Oh, so yeah. I, I loved it. It was one of my favorites. That's good. I enjoyed those too. I always watched. I always read Little Critter books when I was a kid. <laughs> My favorite book was Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. Oh, yes! Yes! <laughs> All right. So, uh, the first one is, in the sword in the stone, what was the sword stuck in? A stone or an anvil? I feel like it was, it's the sword in the stone. It has to be the stone, it but be because be it's stone. so easy, that means it's wrong. It was an anvil. Of course. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> All right. Do you want to know? Okay. Which is the correct line that the evil queen says in Snow White? Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest one of all? Or magic mirror on the wall, who is the fairest one of all? I feel like I remember mirror, mirror. I think I remember magic mirror. See, but I didn't watch Snow White very much because I fucking hated her voice. I just thought it was very boring. (laughs) I was bored by Snow White. I feel like I've heard it repeated as mirror, mirror, but I think you're right. It might have been, I'm going to go with magic mirror also. It's correct. Good act. All right. What is, oh, 
what is this character's name? And we see Cruella DeVille. Is it Cruella DeVille, like D-E space V-I-L? Or is it Cruella DeVille, D-E-V-I-L-L-E? See, I remember the second spelling. I've never seen it spelled like that before. Uh, The first one, I don't remember it spelled like that ever. I feel like when I picture it, I do see her last name broken into two parts, but I feel like I also see it spelled V-I-L-L-E. I'm going to go with the second one. Oh. Really? Wowie. So it's the one that was D-E space V-I-L. I I have no... I'm shook. I like it more as DeVille with an L-E on the end, because I'm fancy. Which is the correct Beauty and the Beast DVD cover? I don't see any differences. Oh, okay. Um, on the first one, it's Disney's, like, oh. possessive Beauty and the Beast. And then the second one is Disney Beauty and the Beast. I feel like I remember hearing it called Disney's. Disney's. But I didn't own it on DVD. I had the VHS. Oh. I had the VHS, um, too. But it's the same cover, right? Should be. I... No, I feel like the VHS had, like, them dancing together in the ballroom. Um, no, no, that's not, I don't remember. I don't know. I think it's the first one. My soul says it's Disney's possessive, and I'm wrong. Really? (laughs) My soul is wrong. (laughs) I'm upset about this. This is lies. (laughs) They went back in time. (laughs) Whoa, geez. Which of these is an actual scene in the Jungle Book? Um... It's Baloo and the Orangutan. I never watched. I watched this once. It's Baloo and the Orangutan, and Baloo has a coconut bra in one, and the other one he does not have a coconut bra. I don't remember. I haven't seen The Jungle Book in a long time. Same. But I'm I'm gonna gonna guess the first one. I'm gonna go with no bra. Damn it! I was right. He did not wear a little bra. Okay. Which of the following is the correct lyric? Hi ho, hi ho, it's off to work we go. Hi ho, hi ho, it's home from work we go. I thought it was off to work. I did too. Wrong? Nope, wrong? I don't believe this. I don't Buzz. either. I need to back, fact check this BuzzFeed quiz, please. So <laughs> since Disney owns The Simpsons, does that mean they have access to go back in time? <laughs> <laughs> they can time travel now, so they're changing shit. <laughs> they're changing shit. <laughs> does Mickey have a tail in Steamboat Willie? No. No. Oh! <laughs> Sure, it was wrong, guys. <laughs> that looks wrong. It's all wrong. I hate this. <laughs> what have you done to us? This is Aisha's fault. She found this quiz. <laughs> okay. What hats were the Tweedles wearing in Alice in Wonderland? Flags or propellers? I think I remember flags. Yeah, I think you're right. You're yeah. right. Because I'm like, my sister and I used to watch Alice in Wonderland, like the the Disney version obsessively. That was like mm. one of our favorite movies. Okay, well then maybe you'll know the next one too. While we're on the subject of Alice in Wonderland, which of these is the correct Cheshire cat <laughs> Cheshire cat quote? See, Most everyone is mad here or we're all mad here. I actually think it's the first one. I think you're right. Correct. Most everyone is mad here. Okay. Uh, can you see <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> Can you see Cinderella's ears in the movie? I'm going to say yes. Oh, I'm wrong. It's wrong? She just has weird neck neck nubs. <laughs> it's funny because the, the image that's, that's right looks photoshopped. Like, the image yeah, that's wrong looks, like looks like they, right. Like, blurred out her, her ear. Yeah. That's upsetting. That's weird. Ugh. Okay. Finally, which of these Disney castles is correct? What's the difference? Oh, I see the there. One flags. of them, one of them is kind of like his whole 
flag situation and turret situation is kind of lumped more to the left, whereas mm. the other one is even. I actually think it's the one where he's lumped to the left, though. Then it's right. Because yeah. the even one, honestly, I only answered that one that way because I knew that the even one was wrong because they're trying to fucking get us. Yeah. So. <laughs> Bitches. Well, you might love Disney, but I... Oh, wait, no. You got four it's, out of 11. <laughs> I got five. I have a good grasp on reality. I do, too. Whatever. Thanks. <laughs> Maybe you fell for the Mandela effects um, traps a few good times in this quiz, but you have a really good grasp on Disney's reality. I don't need BuzzFeed to tell me that I have a good grasp on reality. <laughs> I know I, I don't know that have they're a wrong. Grasp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of grasps on reality, let's talk about on thinking of ending things. <laughs> that was the best transition ever. You got a fucking cookie, bitch. <laughs> yes. That was good. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking of ending things. This book was crazy. This book was crazy. The movie was crazy. The movie. I, I assume we had the same pretty much experience in that we saw the movie preview on Netflix. We were like, fuck, that looks great. Yep. We watched it. We were like, what the fuck did I just watch? Let's mm-hmm. read the book. And then here we are. Is that pretty much how, yeah. how it went? Yep. And I was, actually, after, I'm sorry. No, 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 you, you. After I read the book and then rewatched the movie, mm-hmm. it made so much more sense from beginning to end. So much more. So I definitely recommend you watch it a second time. I know it's a lot, though, and no, it's very no, long. No, you're, you're totally right. Um, it is long, but it's, like, good, and it's intense. Um, uh, for me, I watched the movie, and, like, because the movie's very, like, open. Like, you can kind of interpret it however you want, whereas the book is much more, like, you, you can interpret it how clear. you want during the book but by the end you know what the author is trying to convey whereas the movie it could be like really anybody can walk away with it with a different thing in their mind and uh Brody and I like talked about it afterwards and I'm like here's how I interpreted it and I need to know that I'm right so I'm gonna watch I'm gonna read the book (laughs) I don't know why I had to turn it into that but I'm Mm. like I'm like I'm pretty sure that I interpreted this movie right so I need to make sure that I did by reading (laughs) well I just feel like like for me personally things make more sense to me when I'm reading it versus and I don't know why that is because you can go and reread it too easily and you can underline foreshadowing which is what I did a lot in this book oh yeah um but no, you're totally right. It's easier because those words are on the page. Yeah. All it takes is misunderstanding one sentence in a movie for it to kind of change the whole meaning for you sometimes. But, um, like, I thought that the movie was creepy. It wasn't scary. I didn't think it but was. But it was, it was, it was unsettling. It was unsettling. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And that's how I and felt about the book, too. The book was, it creeped me out way more. Really? The The book actually, like, made me wildly unsettled which I guess yes the movie's supposed to be unsettling but the book actually had me on edge a couple times just because this book uh Ian Reed is an amazing like I think um setting builder <laughs> like atmosphere he, yeah atmosphere that's mm-hmm. it he's amazing at creating an atmosphere mm-hmm. and building on it and building that tension and there were two parts specifically that like really just like I lit- out loud went Jesus Christ when I was reading it. The whole part in the school. Oh yeah, me up. that was that. First of all, just the, the, the description, up. the describing mm-hmm. of everything mm-hmm. was so detailed, and he does mm-hmm. that a lot. And it's sort of like basic details, but one of my things was the way the sentence were the, the way the sentences were structured. Mm-hmm. They were like short, clipped, 
And they just make you so uncomfortable. Because you feel like you're, like, in her mind almost. Yeah. And in his mind. Yeah. And he does he does a really good job of conveying stress and anxiety. Yeah. So freaking well. Like, and the actors in the movie were great. <sighs> they did a They were fantastic. Job. But reading this, I think, almost made me more stressed. I don't know why. You know what I mean? Just, like, like secondhand stress yeah. from the characters I for sure. You. Uh, yeah, really good. Sorry. You probably had, like, an actual, like, organized way you wanted to talk about this, huh? What? No. I no. mean, this, this is it. <laughs> All right, good. I just wanted... I flipped right to the end. <laughs> I mean, that's, and that's totally fine. I just, like, I was, uh, like I said, I was obsessed with the way things were structured, the sentences were structured, because that was the biggest mm-hmm. thing to me that made me unsettled while reading the book. Yeah. It, like made me anxious reading it because they're so clipped and short like I'm gonna read this I specifically set this aside because I thought it was the perfect example of the the describing of things Mm -hmm. and the atmosphere atmosphere building and then the structure of the sentences that all just commingle to make this book really uncomfortable (laughs) but he says uh, I walk carefully, stepping over the drain to the back. I think this is when she's in the school, too. Mm-hmm. Um, there are pictures on the wall, too. Photos. A dirty coffee cup on the table. One set of silverware. A plate. A white microwave on a desk. I lean in to look at the pictures, and one of the photos taped to the wall is a man and a woman. A couple. Or maybe brother and sister. They look alike. The man is old. You see, like, those... Mm-hmm. It's just... Mm-hmm. This whole scene, I was like, oh, you did. <laughs> you know it's like, it's almost borderline extreme of consciousness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> now, if you've made it this far and haven't figured it out yet, we're going to spoil the shit out of this. Oh, so yeah. if you're planning on watching this movie or reading this book and you don't want it spoiled, Stop. back out now. Because we're going to talk about how we interpreted it and how it was conveyed in the book. And you're going to hear things. So. This is it. Bye. Bye. Um, so anyways, <laughs> I I wanted to kind of talk about how much I appreciated foreshadowing in this book. Um, one of the pages that... Because, like, okay, when we finished watching the movie, what I said to Brody was, I think that the main character does not exist. She was not a real person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she is... She is a memory of an ex-girlfriend that he has, in his brain, turned into a whole storyline. And so in his brain, day in and day out, he is creating this scenario in which he brings his girlfriend home to meet his parents, right? And that's why her occupation changed. She was a painter. She worked in geriatrics. She was a poet. Her, her like, occupation and her hobbies were always changing. Mm-hmm. Her name was always changing mm-hmm. because he was changing it based on how he felt. And it, I think at one scene, she changed from the actress that was playing her to the actress that he had seen in the movie. In the he'd movie, been yeah. Because he'd seen the movie and he'd probably, some part of him was, like, taken by this character and so he switched out the girlfriend that he always takes home to be this new lady and I was like I think this is all his fantasy and so when I was reading the book um one of the lines that stuck out to me was on page 40 and Jake is talking to the girl the woman and he says just tell your story pretty much all memory is fiction and heavily edited so keep going and I was like that because that's what it is 
His all of his memories are pretty much fiction. Yeah, because it's like and heavily edited. Even looking at like the scene where she steps into his bedroom mm-hmm. and there's all of these fiction books, these posters, these movies that she had been it's talking like, about. Yeah, and it's it's almost like he projected all of these fictional characters mm-hmm. into building Lucy. Mm-hmm. You know exactly, and I and another giveaway. I'm sorry. No, 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 you. No, uh, we can talk about that later. (laughs) Another giveaway from the movie to me Mm -hmm. was the way that, especially in the beginning when they first start driving, the way that they talk. Mm -hmm. So Lucy, it it was almost like Jake could read her mind, Mm -hmm. and it's like right as she ends, but before she's completely done, he starts talking. Yes, every single conversation they have. And also, I think that their conversations were very, um, they were so, like, wordy and well thought out that you can tell these are conversations that he's been creating and editing Mm -hmm. and recreating in Mm -hmm. his head. They were very, is gratuitous the right word? They were just very long and, like, self-indulgent. They were very indulgent conversations because they were just, like, a lot of just, like, brainy talk. Yeah. Once again, it's like, it would be hard for a people to have that conversation on the fly. Like, you could tell he'd been, like, creating this conversation in his head forever while he was working his menial job as a janitor. Yes, sorry. Yes, I agree with you, though. Like, the way that their conversation went was very, like... Like, if you're watching it at first not realizing, like, like we were, it's almost like, wow, these conversations are, like, kind of almost hard to follow because they're so, like, intense and intelligent. But then, like, you realize, like... It's just, he was talking to himself yep. ultimately, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it was really good. <laughs> it was, I mean, this, this is a whole other realm of something mm-hmm. I've never read before, you know? I, I meant to I write experience. down, once again, spoiler, uh, if you haven't figured it out, mm-hmm. I meant to write, I wrote down in my work notebook, <laughs> because I was working when I thought about it, when I looked at it on Netflix, I'm thinking of ending things. My first thought, and I think a lot of people's first thought is suicide. You know, when you realize that she's talking about a relationship, you're like, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It sounds more like a suicide sentence, but okay. When you're reading the book, you quickly realize that it does mean suicide. Mm-hmm. Because this is a thought that he is having about himself. He's thinking of ending things. But he it starts manifesting itself in his conversation He's, he's like, it's almost like he's so much so is thinking of suicide that like even his girlfriend that he has imagined is thinking about ending mm-hmm. things. And so, it's like his reality just starts forming yes, into her. exactly. You know? And so I thought that was really fucking clever because once again, that very much sounds like a suicide sentence and you quickly realize that it, it is. And so, um, I had another thingy. It was, uh, page 58. This one I underlined, um, because it shows, like, kind of his, like, feelings about where he stands in his life as an old man. He, like, it's pretty clear in the book that he had once been working at a job in a lab that, like, utilized his intelligence, Mm -hmm. because he is clearly a very intelligent man. Um, But but almost so that he created a divide between him and the entire world. It's like an elitist. I think he was, yeah, I think, yes, that... I think he was just socially inept in general. I mean, it says in the book that he never even asked the girl that, yeah. that he bases this whole yeah. relationship off of. He said he could have given he, her his yes, number, but he didn't. And he do didn't. It. And so I think he had a very hard time with social interaction, and that's why he didn't have the girlfriend. That's why he ended up losing his job at the lab. And um, <clears throat> he ended up becoming a janitor, which he 
clearly thinks that the job is below him, but mm-hmm. he can't seem to get any other work because of his social ineptitude. Early on in the book, it's a thought that the main character, the woman, is having, and it is, um, what if intelligence is wasted? What if intelligence leads to more loneliness rather than fulfillment? What if instead of productivity and clarity, it generates pain, isolation, and regret? It's been on my mind a lot, Jake's intelligence. And that's like, please. I remember that line. Yeah. <laughs> I think I may have circled that as well because I remember that question. That's yeah. funny. Those are my main points that I wanted to talk on. There was one more thing. One of the other parts that really unsettled me was when Lucy is talking about, I forgot her name is. She does have a name in the book and it's Lucy. Uh, does she? Wait. Yes. Yeah, her name yes. is Lucy, okay. but okay. he definitely slips up and calls her Amy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There we go. And in the movie... Her name changes on the mm-hmm. screen. Her yeah. name changes yeah. a bunch. Um, early on in the book, Lucy talks about a memory she has where she basically catches a man watching her while she's sleeping from outside the window. That part legit unsettled the shit out of me. I don't, I don't know. It, it recently I read the Golden State Killer book, and so that's like that's how he started. First of all, was he actually was like looking in girls' windows, mm-hmm. and there's something so unsettling about the idea of especially as a child, waking up and seeing a man standing outside your window. And then the fact that, like, once she catches him staring, he doesn't leave. He just continues to stand there. And she's so nervous. And she eventually falls asleep, but I think, like, her little body just shuts down. She's, like, done. So that part, like, once again, made me very uncomfortable, very unsettled. I feel like, didn't she see him sitting on the bench across from her house? Mm Mm-hmm after that and it was just like once again very unsettling just but my question was if her whole narrative is created by him was that either something he did or something was that him him looking in the window at Mm -hmm. her or at someone that he was it a memory that he has was that one of jake's memories Mm -hmm. that he like gave to her to build her personality you know what i mean That one, because I was like, there has to be a reason that it was included in the story. To me, I feel like maybe it was him looking in other people's windows. Yeah, not necessarily hers. It's more like, yeah, because she's not real. Right. But to me, it's like, he, his family, he grew up in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm -hmm. How is someone going to be looking in his window and sitting in a bench across the street? I think maybe it was him. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe, maybe it was some girl that he had a crush on, Mm -hmm. but... You know, like the one <laughs> that he couldn't give his number to, but right. he, there was no way for him to, to talk to her because of his social ineptitude. So, that's really weird. Yeah. To me, if I'm psychoanalyzing Jake, which I did the entire time mm-hmm. I fucking read this, because I I thought it was weird to begin with, and when I first started reading the book, I was actually like, I wasn't necessarily thinking that Lucy wasn't real, but I was thinking that Jake is the most important character in the mm-hmm. story. And I don't know why. And maybe it was just little things like that. But mm-hmm. there was a reason. And I think his mental state, I think he had a personality disorder. Mm-hmm. I don't think, because the way that he is, and, and I think it's probably just more clear in the the movie, the way that he's so, so logical and elitist and so mm-hmm. smart, I think he just lost the ability to to have normal emotions. Yeah. So I think he definitely had some kind of a personality disorder, and that's why he ended up where he ended up, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's really sad. So you think his inability to 
experience his own emotions is what caused him to create like this separate character yeah and this like young version of jake and this girlfriend of jake's in his head so that they he could like it's sort of like the only way he yeah. can conceptualize yeah. things yes, is to yes. build this fictional yeah. character who yeah. can feel things and have different opinions in him and, mm-hmm. you know, but match him because he did say in the beginning that this was a rare and intense connection right. that he had with this, you know, with Lucy, something that he created himself. Right. You know, so maybe he was just projecting all of those things that he mm-hmm. was not able to feel or deal with onto her, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's a really well done book. Yeah, it's a really well done movie. It's really... I appreciated the differences. I think they complemented each other well. Like, I think if I had not read the book, I wouldn't have gotten as much out of the movie, and vice versa. Yeah, same. Um, well, because I was... Because I had my own theory about the movie, when I read the book, I was able to pick up the foreshadowing so much more easily because I was I was looking for it, honestly. But, but yeah, I think I got more out of the book because I was... I was able to look for that stuff. My main woe is that um, in the movie, Jake was cast as cast the same guy who played. Oh fuck! What was his name? He was in Breaking Bad, and I hated his fucking gut. Anyways, he was played by a guy that was in Breaking Bad who I hated. Um, oh, that's why he looked so familiar. Yeah. The whole movie, I was trying to place this dude. And it wouldn't have been so bad, except I had very recently rewatched um, El Camino, and he's a main character in El Camino. I really need to go and, back and watch Breaking Bad. Uh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was in El Camino, and I. I hated him there, too. In fact, for the longest time, Brody and I couldn't call him Jake. We called him by the name of the character that he plays in Breaking Bad and El Camino, but I can't remember that name now, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I don't like that character, and so it, I like kind of reflected that when I watched the movie. I was like, fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it's still really good. It's great fucking movie. I really appreciated the like how artistic the movie was in the school scene. With the dancers, and oh then with God, the yeah. Oklahoma, like, it was really the painted good. faces. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it just was watch beautiful. the movie, guys. Aesthetically. I, oh, my God. The whole, the whole movie is an aesthetic dream, really, like. Charlie Kaufman, oh. like, killed that. He mm-hmm. really did. He fucking killed yeah, that. really. That was great. I'm trying to see if I have any other quotes that I really like. There was one that I saw that, that was, it was on page 96, and it says, Seeing someone with their parents is a tangible reminder that we're all composites. Oh. I was like, damn. <laughs> I think that one thing that is really appreciated about this book is just that writing style. Like, yeah. he says the right things at the right times, and it all just comes full circle at the end. It's like mm-hmm. everything was there for a fucking reason, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> I Seriously, think- that's that's the beauty of, like, being able to read it is, like getting to see those like things that come full circle yeah, for you. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't happen in books. But he just did such a great job. I just recommend it to anybody. I agree. Especially if you like I don't want to call it a psychological thriller, but it's kind of a psychological thriller. That's what so... people called it. And I was like, it's not a thriller in the sense that it's suspenseful. It's a it's a psychological thriller in the sense that this book fucks with your head. Yeah, it does. <laughs> And the movie does, too, for that sure. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. The movie's long. Don't watch it when you're tired. Oh, no. Um, pay attention. You gotta <laughs> be able to pay attention to the movie. There's a lot to catch in there. It's very um, long. It's very long. It's very dialogue-heavy. Mm-hmm. But, like, pay attention. Because there are little things. Like, one scene 
the mom has bangs in the next scene she doesn't and just like stuff like that yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and uh just like the way that lucy is dressed changes Mm -hmm. throughout the movie Mm -hmm. um very subtly and it's like there to kind of fuck with your head Mm -hmm. and also kind of a statement on the passage of time i actually like when i watch the movie there's a scene where they talk about uh the pigs die and mm-hmm. their bellies yeah. are eaten out by maggots. And Lucy says something to the effect of, um, maybe you don't stop suffering after you die or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I actually, like, fucking, I was in the middle of eating Chipotle and I actually just, like, had a moment of existential dread and I lost my appetite. That's, like, I, like, intensely lost my appetite and I had to stop eating and I had to, like, put it away because I just, like, it kind of stressed me the fuck out. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, so it's good. Get ready for some existential dread, I guess. Honestly, there's a lot of realism in this book. You're absolutely right. It's, I mean, mm. and I think maybe that's just true for Jake's character because he is, like I said, he's a very logical thinker, which makes him a realist. I wanted to read another quote that pretty much sums up why this book kind of freaked me out in some places. Um... My story is not like a movie, I'll say. It's not heart-stopping or intense or blood-curdling or graphic or violent. No jump scares. To me, these qualities aren't usually scary. Something that disorients, that unsettles what's taken for granted, something that disturbs and disrupts reality, that's scary. Mm-hmm. And exactly that is why <laughs> there were definitely parts Wait, of this that freaked me out. Wait, what page was that on? Oh, 172. I had that quote down. Did you? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, because it was Ms. Veal. Yep. Yes. I had that quote down. I was like, That was a, a creepy minute. story, too. Yeah. Wait, I think I have one more quote. I just, let's go through the quotes that we like. So I have one. Let's see what the 151, 158 was. Oh, I thought this was just weird. That book, The Loser. That, that Lucy says was the only book that Jake had ever given her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe that's self-reflection. Maybe he just feels like a loser. Mm-hmm. But he said, uh, or she said, I guess she, uh, they? <laughs> the only <laughs> book said. Jake has given me, and he gave it to me about a week after we met, is called The Loser. It's by this German author, somebody Bernhard. He's dead now, and I didn't know about the book until Jake gave it to me. Jake wrote another sad story on the inside cover. The entire book is a single paragraph monologue. Jake underlined one section. To exist means nothing other than we despair, for we don't exist, we get existed. That's why I wanted that Ooh. quote. Yeah. Ooh. I kept thinking about what that meant after I read it. Another sad story. One other thing that I really, really enjoyed about this was... He keeps, he continuously sort of nails home the idea that we don't know everyone. Like, we don't know what people are going through. Even when, you know, how there's those, like, in-between-the-chapter reads that's present. He's always like, yeah, no, like, no one ever suspected anything. No one ever thought he was weird. No one ever thought this or that. Mm -hmm. And in the the actual narrative he's always kind of nailing home we don't ever know mm-hmm. someone even when we think we do you know and right. that's completely true for every person because everyone has things about them that they don't talk about or things that they go through that they don't talk mm-hmm. about and um i was just completely blown away by that do you mind if i read this little quote no go for it he said it's so rare for others to know everything we're thinking even those we're closest to or seemingly close closest to Maybe it's impossible. Maybe even in the longest, closest, most successful marriages, the one partner doesn't always know what the other is thinking. Mm. We're never inside someone else's head. We can never really know someone else's thoughts. And it's thoughts that count. Thought is reality. Actions can be faked. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. What page was that on? That's page 162. It's like in the middle of this, of a big paragraph. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that line. 
the part where Lucy is telling Jake the story of her driving instructor. And the driving instructor uh, reads Carl Jung quote to her, I believe. And here's the quote, which I felt just like kind of ties into the story. Um, the meaning of my existence is that life has addressed a question to me, or conversely, I myself am a question which is addressed to the world, and I must communicate my answer, for otherwise I am dependent upon the world's answer. Mm. Which is insane, because like one of the running themes is Jake is always asking... Well, so the mysterious caller is always like, there's only one question we need to resolve. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, th that ends up being Jake that's asking that. And so it's just like, ooh. What, did, what was the question, or what was the answer, or the question? Was it, are you good or bad? Or was it, you know, there was that whole chapter that was one question, and it was, um, what are you waiting for? I don't know. Oh, was, the whole chapter that was, what yeah. are you waiting for? What are you waiting uh, that for? That might be it, because, um... I don't know. And by the way, the caller, there is this caller that continuously calls Lucy over and over and over again and leaves the same message asking the same question over and over and over again. It is very creepy. And like she said, we do figure out that it's Jake. And I think it's mm -hmm. Jake just asking himself, you know? It's done now, and I'm sorry. I look at my hands. One is shaking. I try to steady one with the other. I can't. I slump back into the closet, a single unit, back to me, me, only me, Jake, alone again. I decided I had to. No more thinking. I answered the question. So it's what so, are you waiting for? I guess. Yeah. That's, like, directly after he killed himself. Yeah. So <laughs> I assume that was... Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, I have one more quote um, on that theme of not knowing people mm -hmm. um page 175 it says we can't and don't know what others are thinking we can't and don't know what motivations people have for doing the things they do ever not entirely this was terrifying youthful epiphany we just never really know anyone i don't neither do you i love when they switch like that neither mm -hmm. do you talking directly to us it i love when it switches uh when we find out that they're all the same person mm -hmm. to we Mm -hmm. I love that it's so much. Like disorienting. Yeah, I was like because off. yeah. Sometimes she'll say like he, meaning the man, mm -hmm. the the Jake, the person in the school with mm -hmm. her, and then other times she'll say me, me, and then yeah, it was whoo yeah super. The whole like part in the school is just like disorienting and like creepy and ooh. I think another thing that like another reason why I'm sure some people find this whole book kind of creepy in the movie too if if you like picked up on it the same way that I did is that like I think most of us are are guilty about creating like a fantasy in our head of like whether it be with like a person we saw at a bar or our actual spouse or something and conversations that you build with those people that you like edit heavily to make them to turn them into the conversations or the experiences that you wanted them to mm -hmm. be. And it's like when, I mean, I definitely have done that mm -hmm. a lot. And so when I saw this, I was like, yikes, <laughs> if I got out of control, would I turn into Jake? You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. just like live a, a very unfulfilling life, but like create my own fulfilling life in my head so much to the point that I'm like not rational anymore. Yeah. Like it's creepy. It's, it is very scary. And I, I did learn that not, everyone does that because I do that I talk to myself all the time oh, yeah. no. and I heard that it's a symptom of mania I thought <laughs> not people oh, cool. do that loneliness and mania and I was like well that oh, fucking shit. makes sense oh, but every shower I take is a conversation I could have had better with someone <laughs> same bitch it also it just made me self-reflect because sometimes I 
I don't know if I should say this on a podcast. I might cut this part out. It's just sometimes I don't know how genuine my own emotions are towards people. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I think it's because I don't know how to react to things. Mm Because I, I don't know, I, growing up, I was never, like, told how to feel, like, how to feel things, I guess. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like I don't feel things properly. It made me think, what if I also have a personality disorder? And I was, like, freaking out last night. I was like, do I need to see a fucking therapist? (laughs) Maybe that was just a psychological, you know, whatever. But I was like, I'm always thinking that I'm not actually an empath and I'm actually a narcissist, too. So maybe I'm just harsh on myself. But I really do sometimes don't feel like my emotions are very genuine. Like, I feel like I mirror other people's emotions because I don't know how to feel those things. I have, uh, I've heard people say that a symptom of being an empath is thinking that you're not an empath. Um, but... And actually mirroring is a part of being an empath, too. I, I do feel that way, too, though. Um, that I'm, I'm like, maybe I'm not an empath. Maybe I am a narcissist. Because I feel like a lot of the things that I do are self-motivated, but at the same time... But, like, I think we all, deep down, are self-motivated. That's, like, our lizard brain self-preservation over here. You know what I mean? Like, no, I get you. I know what you you mean. I feel it. Yeah. I think think it is a symptom of being an empath is thinking that you're, like, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I just don't feel like anything I do or say is genuine. Yeah. And I... I feel that, too. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one, but I was literally like, do I need to see a therapist? I mean, I do need to see a therapist, but like, I don't think I, I probably don't have a personality disorder, (laughs) but I do sometimes feel like I'm not being genuine with my emotions because I don't know how to, like, I really don't know how to react to things sometimes. Like, Mm -hmm. I always think specifically about that online slam and Mm. something I said, the way I reacted to winning, I was just like... It just felt disingenuine, and I was like, this is me all the time. I don't know how to feel things, for really. So, some, I don't know. I was just like, maybe I was, maybe that's the psychological part of this book, but I was like, oh, God. I think we get into this, like, circular thinking, too, where we can, like, back ourselves into a corner mentally about stuff like that, too, and it's hard to, like, see it clearly, and that's why therapy is helpful not that I've gone to therapy lately, should but... Should be fucking affordable. <laughs> should be fucking affordable. Medicare for all, bitches. Instead, I'll just tell everybody listening to the podcast about my emotional yeah. disorders. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then um... everyone could be like, same, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone. Let's all get therapy together. <laughs> That's literally how millennials deal with mental health. We're just like, same, I guess bitch. we'll podcast it. <laughs> Let me share this meme. Like, I'll get over it with this meme. <laughs> so anyways, thanks for listening to Goodreads Better Friends. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, read this if you want to have an existential fucking meltdown, I guess. Because, yeah, uh, well, we did apparently. Because <laughs> <Yep. so. laughs> it fucked us both up and now we're passing it on to you. Yeah. Let me <laughs> know if you too book. have a personality disorder. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so we don't feel so alone. We'll share some memes about it. <laughs> we'll make some TikToks about it. Uh, I'll let you do that. <laughs> I do All like right. TikTok. I don't think I'll ever get to the point of making them, though, but I do like them. Unless I just do, like, little singing clips. I might do oh, that. Yeah, you could do that. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's it? All right. All right. Uh, any questions, guys? <laughs> no? Good. No? Okay. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> um, just kidding. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to us. You know how to do it. Get on Instagram and follow Goodreads underscore Better Friends. You can also follow us on Twitter at GR underscore BF pod. 
Tumblr, which is where we put our show notes. I put so much work in the little links for all you guys. So can can you just go look at it and click on some things? Our Tumblr is Goodreads Better Friends Pod. And uh, you can also email us on, on our Gmail, which is Goodreads Better Friends Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your questions, um, your reviews if they're nice. <laughs> um, Only nice uh, submit your art or your writing to us and we'll share them with the world. We would love to do that. Um, we're gonna, like I said, start looking at making stickers if you're interested in buying them or something. We'll figure it out. We love that you listen to us. We love doing this. I hope that you guys enjoy listening. I hope it feels like you're just, uh, sitting down with a couple of pals. Palling and around. palling around and talking about cats and plants and books and music mm-hmm. and podcasts and all that good stuff. Bunch of so. introverts just being introverts. Um, if you have a stoner D&D group, can you reach out? Out to us please because <laughs> specifically <laughs> a stoner D D group i don't want people to judge me when i don't know shit about anything i, I don't know shit about fuck. i don't know shit i don't know shit about fuck um yeah let me know hit me up hit us up we'd love to join and be bad but brilliantly bad at, at everything um <clears throat> we love you we love you bye, bye.